0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Marked for Eternity podcast, where we bring you biblical truth on topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. This episode is made possible by the Ultra Global Partners. To find out more information about the Ultra Global, please go to thealtraglobal.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok.
1: Here are your hosts, Jeremiah and Paul Johnson welcome to the mark for eternity podcast this is one of your hosts jeremiah johnson on today's podcast i have the pleasure of having barry and diane nichols back with us we had a great time talking about marriage and uh, just powerful words of encouragement about what comes out of our mouths and how to create a, a really a healthy atmosphere in our marriage on today's podcast, we're going to be getting into parenting and as I mentioned on a previous uh, podcast, we've known Barry and Diane, my wife and I, Morgan and I, for the last 12 years and have had a, a front row seat in in some regards to their marriage and their family and uh, in today's world, oftentimes you have people offering advice on certain subjects, and it's not really even uh, a reality or advice that they take for themselves. And one of the things that I appreciate about Barry and Diane is the advice and the keys that they give. Uh, my wife and I can testify that they're practically walking them out, and uh, it's just a blessing to you know not just talk to talk, but walk the walk. So. Barry and Diane, thanks for joining us again, and I want to start today by uh, giving you an opportunity to share a little bit of your story um, from uh, family and parenting, so thanks for coming on again.
2: Yeah, so glad to be here. Well, we are passionate about marriage and family. It is foundational, right, for all of our Christian life. It's the foundation for leadership in the church for a good reason, because it's the easiest way to see if this is real in your life or not, if it's working in the relationships that are closest to you. If it's not, then we have reason to doubt um, that. And so it's, it's powerful for lots of reasons, but, but it speaks to the culture, and it also is, is something that's very close to the Lord's heart. So for us with, with children, we have seven um, our oldest is 35, which doesn't seem possible, and our youngest daughter is about to turn 22, so we're kind of through the in-house parenting season. So we we had a little perspective, but our heart for parents, Jeremiah, um, as we've said so many times, is our heart is to encourage and to build up. We know how hard it is. We know mm-hmm. homeschooling seven and having difficult relationships in with the siblings and you know, working so much and doing ministry at the same time, it's, it's just a challenge. And there's a lot of people out there that are just ready to throw up their hands and go, I don't know what to do. I'm just, I I don't know what to do here. We're trying our best, but we're just not uh, being able to be successful or, or do this thing right. And so we totally get that and our heart is to encourage and to strengthen and to try to give some, maybe some insight that we have gained from the Lord. So at the beginning, we weren't planning to have a large family. The Lord changed our heart. I won't go into all the details of that, but pretty dramatically, probably one of the strongest dealings of the Lord in my own life. Um, and we opened up that door. Uh, we had two, and we thought we were done, but then we didn't weren't done. And so uh, we had five more, which they're all an amazing uh, blessing from the Lord, and they are a heritage from the Lord. So I say often to parents when they're struggling with young children, If you were the richest person in the world, the wisest person in the world, and the most powerful person in the world, what would you give to your children as an inheritance? And that is God, and he says he gives to us as an inheritance our children. So they must be an amazing, good, and great gift from him. And so we should treasure them. And uh, obviously the goal of parenting is all important. I think today uh, that's kind of lost. In I think in in worldly homes, secular homes That aren't Christ-focused and centered The goal is to raise up healthy children That are going to have a good job And have a good marriage And be happy And have the American dream And be respected in community And all of those kinds of things Which aren't bad goals But from a biblical perspective They're not the goal I think the goal maybe is most clearly stated In Malachi chapter 2 Obviously other places um, But there the children of israel are crying out to the lord why don't you hear us why aren't you regarding our offerings and he's saying because you've broken the covenant of your youth divorcing your wife and he he gives the reason for the reason that he hates divorce as i wanted you to raise up godly children for me Mm. because in god's economy the best way and the most natural way to raise up all in lovers of Jesus and disciples who are following God with all of their heart is in the home Mm. raised by their parents. That's the best way. It's the most sure way. It's the most solid way. And so the Lord wants there to be godly offspring. So our goal, our main goal that we have to keep in focus is not that our kids grow up to be rich so they can take care of us when we get old, Mm. but so that they are heart followers of Jesus and they're following in the purposes of God. They're godly and they are salt and light in the generation that the Lord can thrust out there. This is the arrow metaphor right mm-hmm. that's used in Psalms. They're going to be arrows in your quiver. You're going to shoot them out in the culture and they're going to pierce the darkness and they're going to tear down evil and they're going to instill godliness into the culture. So, I think that is is the the goal that we're going for. We have to keep that in mind. So how do we raise our children in a way that they're going to grow up as disciples of Jesus is is the question, uh, where they're really all in heart followers of him. So that that's what we have to decide. And so for us, since Diane's home was a total train wreck, she really had no dad, and her mother was working three jobs, and so she was hardly there. I mean, they, they ate candy for dinner uh, a lot of times, and so wow. it was just crazy. They cooked their own. I mean— yeah, you can chime in if you want. She doesn't like me to say that, but that is really true. Um,
3: yeah, my mom is an incredible woman. She did absolutely the best that she mm-hmm. could, but the fact is that she just could not be there yeah. like she wanted to. Right. And, and of course, you know, she was very broken mm-hmm. from her heart being ripped out with the treatment that she got from my dad. So just so many factors there leading to all the brokenness, but... Yeah. It, it it wasn't it wasn't good. She she did there were some times where she worked three jobs, but a lot of times it was it was two. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, from the time I got home, like I didn't really see my mom very much because of course she wanted to make the most she could. So she's working second shift, she's getting home at two in the morning or whatever. And um, yeah, so we were left to ourselves. We kinda I feel like we kinda scrambled up.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important. We all have a story, right? I mean, every, every person listening today, you know, we're wrestling through marriage, we're wrestling through uh, biblical parenting. I mean, I know, you know, just from being married, you know, it's like, that's one realm of sanctification. And then, you know, you're trying to work it out. And then, you know, God's like, okay, here comes round two and three and four. And it's like, with every child that you have, you kind of have that perspective of like, you know, you have one or two and you feel like, you know, you, you, you've mastered it. You've, you've figured out how to parent and then you have more. I mean, I'm sure with you guys having seven children, each of them so different, um, the, the different, Diane, I'd love to ask you about that. I mean, just Mm -hmm. with, with seven kids, um, you know, you're sharing part of what it was like with your mom or no dad in in the Mm -hmm. picture, um, again, I, I know there are people listening today who, whether you have one or ten, and then you have your own story from your own childhood, like, how how did you process, I guess, just your home and then these seven kids mm. God has given you, and, and what what was that like? Mm. And then, Barry, if you want to chime in, I'd love to hear from you, too.
3: Mm. Well, um, that's, I that definitely saw my great need. mm Um, I didn't feel like I had any role model Uh, I was never read to so like how Mm -hmm. do you homeschool like I I don't even remember anybody sitting down on the couch with me and opening up a book I just Mm -hmm. love story time at the library Mm -hmm. you know at school Um, but yeah it it was a great place of weakness and so I cried out to the Lord I really did and I opened up his word like God what do you what does your word say? About raising children, the book of Proverbs is just amazing. I mean, the whole Bible, right? But how the Holy Spirit washes over us, and He, because I think about my own uh, my upbringing, and I think about how He so beautifully washed me, and removed so much of the dysfunction. But you know, I didn't see it all at one time. Mm-hmm. It just some some of the some of the um. You know very, very difficult times in parenting came from my own dysfunction and just not seeing it until the Holy Spirit gave light to it, and then I was able to okay, I repent of that, and then you know able to to move on from that, but yeah, a lot of the Holy Spirit just showing me you know well, you're doing this because of this, you're too, being too hard on the children because you felt like you always had to be perfect from your own upbringing. If you weren't perfect, then your mom, your dad already left. Your mom's going to leave. Like, and so that really helped me to, um, just repent of that and just see like the Lord, he has so much grace for our dysfunction. If we're Mm. trying, if we're stumbling. And I remember you saying this when you were at heart of the father, the Lord even enjoys our stumbling after him. Mm. If we're trying, if we're praying, if we're looking into his word, he is going to help us. He's not going to leave us in our dysfunction. Mm. And he is going to be faithful to us. He's going to be faithful to our children. He says in his word, and um, I believe it's Psalm 25, that the meek he will guide in judgment. Mm. The meek he will lead in his way. And if we're meek, like Moses was the meekest man on the face of the earth, When he encountered a problem, he dropped to his knees. He got down on his face and he said, God, I don't know what to do. Would you help me? Would you intervene? And he always does. He's going to guide the meek. He's going to give them the judgment that they need. And it says that their soul will dwell at ease. If we're meek and we're crying out to the Lord, we can trust in him. There's going to be peace in our soul. And it says, and your seed will inherit the earth. There is a blessing and a promise to the seed of the of the you know from that comes from one who is truly looking to the Lord. And the Bible says that his secret, because I think meekness is showing that we're really fearing the Lord. Mm. I think they're one in the same. Yeah. And it says that the that he reveals the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. He's going to show them his covenant. Mm. So how powerful is that? I feel like, wow. It all. I feel like I'm a very white, black and white person, and mm-hmm. I simplify things a lot. Mm-hmm. But to me, wow, that's really simple. God, if I fear you and I'm looking to you in everything, you're going to guide me. Mm. You're going to direct me. You're actually going to reveal your secrets to me. You're going to disclose yourself to me. He doesn't show himself to everybody, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, one of, the, one of the most powerful, you know, again, I just love some of our history together. And, you know, I think when we planted the, ch- the church together, I think— um, Morgan had got pregnant. Uh, Bella was born in 2012. We planted the church in 2010. So, you know, you guys have seven kids and like, we have our first daughter and we have four now. And, you know, again, I think in our, whether it's our world today or just parents, you know, you're, you're trying to do the best that you can. And, you know, you want to be perfect. And so you're reading all of these right. books, you know, I, I remember you guys recommended uh, shepherding a child's heart and all of these things. And so we're reading and we're, you know, you're trying to like get a formula, you know, yeah. you're, I think a lot of times in our, in our uh, attempts to want to obey or serve God, you're like, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And at a particular meeting, I think someone asked you guys the question looking at you with seven kids and you know from what we could see really like wow I'd love for one of my kids to be like Barry and Diane's you know one of you said something like the question was like how how do you do this and you guys just said we just drop down to our knees and say God we don't know what we're doing like would you please help us And it was like this wave, like swept over all of us young parents, like, oh, thank you, God, you know, like, but I think that's in the spirit, what you're talking about. It's that meekness. It's that fear of the Lord. It's the dependence. Like I'm just, just even sensing those listening today that are are grasping or, or wrestling through my, my child, and this is happening, and, and and I don't know what to do. And it's kind of like God is saying, perfect. It, it's yeah. perfect that you don't know what to do. Barry, could you talk to that?
2: Uh, absolutely. I could talk about <laughs> weakness a lot. And um, my journey with parenting, I was terribly nervous. I didn't have a role model. My dad wasn't a believer. Our home wasn't a Christian-based home. And so I didn't know uh, the Lord had rescued me when I was a teenager. I just didn't have any experience in a Christian household at all. And I didn't know how to raise kids. And then I'm thinking, God, you're giving us all these kids. I don't even know what to do or how to support them. What, how am I going to raise up godly seed for you? And I really began to cry out. And the honest truth is I prayed the prayer that I prayed more than any other was, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Hey, please help me. I don't know what I'm doing. What should I do? How do I raise kids to love you? Like, I don't know what to do. I mean, that really was my prayer over and over again. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Lord has those in heaven somewhere. He can play them back, but like it gets monotonous. But that really was my cry. And here's the, the Lord in his mercy. There was a game-changing phrase that he gave to me after a period of time. Mm-hmm. And, and this was the phrase that he gave to me. And this really has been a kind of a foundation that we Mm -hmm. built our child rearing on, which goes Mm -hmm. right along with what we've been saying, independence of the Lord. Here's what the Lord said to me. If you will create an atmosphere in your home where the Holy Spirit is pleased to dwell, then I will do in your children what you can never do. Wow. And that was a game changer. I said, Uh okay, God, you have to do the work. Because we realize, right, we can't reveal Jesus to our kids. Mm-hmm. We can lead them in a way, but only he can reveal himself in their hearts. And knowing that our way to partner with that is not to try to jam it down their throat or make them pray this or that. It's, it's, it's to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit, who wants to reveal Jesus, that's what he does is makes Jesus real. If we will partner with him by creating an atmosphere in our home where he's pleased to dwell. So what kind of an atmosphere is that? That's what we started to explore. Well, that means we don't have arguing and strife. We don't demean and put down each other. We don't allow ungodly, demonic garbage on our TV to come through. We don't allow our children to demean and to put each other down and to fight. And, you know, where where there's unity, that's where the Lord commands the blessing. And so we literally um, try to steer our children to where, no, you— you're, you're going to love each other for the rest of your life you're going to be best friends for the rest of your life we're not allowing it we don't allow them to call names to each other so we're trying to protect the atmosphere because where does the Holy Spirit dwell where he doesn't dwell, where there's strife and envy and fighting and all that kind of stuff so we want there to be an atmosphere of peace um, again we tried to to steward the atmosphere in our home where there was a spirit of worship there where there was a spirit mm-hmm. of honoring jesus mm-hmm. we we tried to um place inside of our children, that our value system is that we determine how we act and what we do by what is going to best honor Jesus and what is going to best love other people. First two commandments, right? So that was the culture and the air that we breathe. And you reinforce that over and over again. And, you know, as imperfectly as we did it, God did it in spite of us, (laughs) but, but he did help us to have a goal and to strive. And so the atmosphere in the home is all important because we are desperate for the Holy Spirit for our children to
1: actually be disciples of Jesus. Wow. That's so, so powerful. I'm hearing you guys really encourage parents uh, to get in tune with our own need of the Lord um, to really embrace weakness. You know, it's so antithetical, you know, in, in our culture, if you will, there's just such a, such a thing out there. I think maybe that produces pressure that produces performance or yeah, yeah. you know we're, we're we're trying, like you said, Barry at the beginning, we're going after an American dream rather than a God dream for healthy marriage and, and family. And uh, what a relief. I, I just think there's such a relief in encouraging parents listening today that it's okay if you don't know what you're doing. but as you confess that, don't turn to humanistic, don't, don't turn to your own abilities or, or human secular se- psychology. Right. Let's turn to the Lord. Um, let's, let's turn to, uh, you know, again, like I said, it was, uh, you know, really turning toward you and, and Diane that really helped to guide, um, guide us in our early years. And I, I know in an upcoming podcast, we're going to talk about discipline and, and child training and all of those things that I know will be a, a great blessing uh, to our our listeners. But I just wanted to to begin to wind down this episode today, I guess talking about, you know, some listening have one child, some have three, you know, maybe the Lord is prompting or stirring hearts listening today to, to have more children. I mean, we hit on that. It, it's like that Worldly mindset views children as a burden, right. not a. And, and the Bible obviously says children are a blessing, a heritage from the Lord. Right. I just felt like maybe we should touch on this for a, a minute or two about how did you guys arrive at seven? I mean, was there ever a point where it was like, we're done, you know, that we can't do this? Or how did you, how did you guys wrestle through or come into agreement on a number of children? It, either of you could could answer yeah
3: well um like Barry said we had the two and um a few years later I just really felt a burden like we really were supposed to have more so I started crying out to the Lord for more and it like Barry said it was like one of the hardest dealings of the Lord in his life and so because that was so difficult we really wanted to keep that door open until the Lord said it was time to close it and so yeah that's really tricky right how do you know um Anyway, we we just kept the door open after every baby. We're like, Lord, you know, the door's open until you close it. And so when I got pregnant with our seventh, I had a very strong feeling like this was the last baby. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it to Barry. I said, honey, I just really feel like the Lord is saying like that this, this baby completes our family like this mm-hmm. is the last baby. And he said, you know, I'm feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really in my heart that, we would have a little girl named Malia. Mm. I didn't know at the time what her name meant. And at the time when we got pregnant with our last baby, I didn't know she was a boy or a girl. So, um, but anyway, I was like, well, if this is our last baby, this has to be Malia. Um, But again, didn't know if I was carrying a boy or a girl. But anyway, so um, just kept praying and just really, we really felt like that was super strong. Um, and then it was really interesting because one day I was babysitting a uh, friend's little boy, and when they came to pick him up, I really felt like the Holy Spirit told me that I needed to ask them, "Would you please pray for me?" But they were in a hurry; they're on their way somewhere. I'm like, "Guys, I, I feel like the Lord has asked me to ask you for prayer, but just tonight before you go to bed, like you don't have to pray now. I know you're in a hurry." They're like, "Oh no, we're gonna pray right now." So we sit down to pray, and they start saying that, well, this baby completes your family. This mm. is number seven, and seven's the number of completion. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had looked up Mal- the name Malia, and the name Malia actually means that, Jeremiah. Wow. The name Malia means completion or fullness, mm. and as the number seven also means. Mm-hmm. Like, it's amazing. I had no idea, like I said, when I got pregnant, when we picked out the name, we, I did not know that. We didn't know that. But anyway, I'm like, oh, I was freaking out. They're yeah. praying for me. They're saying, this baby completes your family. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And and they said, well, is it a boy or a girl? Or what's the name? Or like, what's going on? I'm like, well, uh, if it's a girl, like her name is Malia. And her name means just what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And my friend slaps me on the leg. She said, it is a girl. It's Malia.
1: Yeah. And the on. very
3: next day, I had a sonogram and found out
1: wow. it was a yeah. girl.
3: And so we knew. Like, there was just so much confirmation yeah. But then the day I found out that I was actually pregnant with Malia, I laughed and cried the whole day. Mm-hmm. And Barry said, "Honey, you are a joyful mother of children."
1: <laughs> wow, for sure. Yeah, and if I remember right, it was like all all seven were home births. Or how many?
3: They were all they were all born at a at a birthing center. Birthing center. center. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the same bed, the same birthing center. Yeah, it was
1: pretty cool. That is so amazing. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us today. I uh, really feel like we're just getting started. Now we're going to have you guys back on on the next podcast and just going to continue to talk about biblical training and parenting. I hope that those that are listening today are being encouraged. I, I can feel the trepidation and fear of some men thinking, oh, no, my wife is listening and it's going to be stirred to have another baby. But uh, we'll leave that up to you and the Lord Thanks for joining us today on the Mark for Eternity podcast. We'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Mark for Eternity podcast as we seek to bring biblical truth to this generation regarding topics such as marriage, family, and ministry. We want to give a special thank you to our ultra-global partners who make it possible for us to release fresh content such as this in order to train and equip the body of Christ around the world. If you were blessed by this episode, make sure to go to thealtraglobal.com forward slash podcast to listen to current and
3: past episodes. God bless and thank you for listening.